Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Munganas St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner! He scores! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. You know, Brian, I know they lost the game, but listening to the broadcast last night and hearing that beautiful voice over the airwaves of Doc Emmerich. Yes. And hearing him say the names of the Bruins players and seeing the B on the ice and seeing those white sweaters with that beautiful blue note skating around, I just got the feelings back again. I got so fired up. Even when the score was two to nothing and it ended up being three to nothing, I just got these old feelings back watching it and I had a sense of urgency and it felt good. And I kept thinking about Brad Marchand skating off for a line change when he shouldn't have and the Blues taking advantage. And the Stanley Cup, and I got all the feelings back. It's still not out of me yet. I don't know that it ever will. It never will be. It never will be. But I still feel at this point in the season the glow of the Stanley Cup. I know that at some point you got to move on and the players are trying to. But, man, did I get the feelings back last night watching the Blues and the Bruins. Did you? Yeah, and I think last night was probably the last night for that because, you know, they they took the cup away. It's gone now. It's back in Toronto, wherever it's going to go. But going back to Boston, where they want it, I read an article in the Boston paper about Pat Maroon. He was there with the Lightning recently, and he's you know he spent extra time walking around and looking around and thinking about it. And you know that group of guys last night, it had to be really fun to be back there. But now they can put it away. And I thought they played really well last night. I thought it was a really well-played game, defensively tough. I mean, both teams really locked down defensively. But it, it was a fun game to watch, even though the, the result wasn't wasn't good. But uh, I thought the Blues played well, and I think now they can. They've been to Boston. They can now totally look ahead. They're doing this without Vladimir Tarasenko, mm-hmm. who has an upper body injury. That's how the NHL teams play it. They don't give you much more information than that. We don't know much more except for the fact that he didn't make the trip. So that right. tells you something about its severity. They're going to take a look at him tomorrow. It is that shoulder, the surgically repaired shoulder. So I'm pretty concerned about it, but they did say they'll look at it tomorrow and Hopefully we'll find out more after that. No, I am too. And uh, the Blues lose that game 3 to nothing. Another game today. They take on the Red Wings at 4 o'clock, and we'll analyze that for you later in the show and hear from the Blues locker room coming up at 11.45. Uh, David Backus was a healthy scratch. I think that hurts. That's I don't understand that. I can, you know, I can see in the playoffs where you might scratch a guy if he's not playing well enough, obviously. But when his team comes back in a situation like that, let David Backus play. He's been playing some this year. He's been in the lineup a lot. Let him play last night. I I thought Cassidy, that was a bad move. Yeah, I agree. I I don't like that at all. By the way, Detroit's not very good. They're 3-8. and That's really a shame. I mean, this was always a game that I got fired up for. Yeah. And I'm not feeling sorry for the Red Wings, okay? They they (laughs) tormented us for years. But I just, it doesn't feel right. And you're going into Detroit today for a 4 o'clock game. Like, that's a game that I would put aside the NFL schedule and even a <laughs> yeah, I would but back when we had a team. Uh, I would put aside everything for Blues Red Wings, mm-hmm. anything right. uh, sure. except for family, of course. Although in some cases, yeah. it'd be like Daddy's uh, going to have a beer and watch the Blues and the Wings. Or I'd consider even going up to that game. Like mm-hmm. that is a game that you just circled every time. It's just a bummer. Isn't it is it? A, yeah, it is a shame when those teams that you you grow up hating like that uh, fall 
below standard and you and the games don't matter as much. But, you know, after last night, the Blues have a quick turnaround yeah. and they have to step up and they can't take that attitude that the Red Wings aren't very good after no. playing Boston last night. It's a gotcha type of game and the Blues got to come ready to play for sure. Who is looking good for you right now on the Blues? Braden Shen? Oh, uh, Col- Colton Pareko. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. My was he good last night? I told Sue, I said, Colton Pareko is the Blues' best player. I, he he is. is just he's up and down the ice. He'll he'll make the play at the offensive end. He'll be back to break it up at the defensive end. How about the speed for a player wow. that big? Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, and he and really to think is. he lasted till the third round and nobody even had heard of him. It's like, boy, was that a gem we found. I thought when I first talked to him and watched him for a few weeks being around the team, I thought he has the makings of a future captain. Yeah. He just has that. For sure personality but he has that uh, uh what's the word uh, he, he did ownership yeah you know, he, he really does mm-hmm. i like the way that he talks about himself and about the game and about the team and he has that draw plus what he does in the community and his relationship with st louis i just i'm so fortunate we are so fortunate yeah. that we have colton pareko here i think the blues are going to be okay i mean oh, this yeah. is a, they just need to find an edge uh, again and probably you know somebody needs to come out and say that the Blues won't do it or something like that. Right. And then they just use that as fuel. You know, they, we've been patting them on the back for so long. Maybe I should do it right now. No. <laughs> I, I think they can. I really do. I think they can, but it takes a lot. It's hard to do yeah. winning another Stanley Cup. For sure. We appreciate it. Thank you, Brian, for the Thank visit. You, Great job on the news as always. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. Talking a little hockey with my buddy Brian Kelly. Now listen, we have a lot to get to on this show. We have the World Series underway. The Washington Nationals learned the hard way. You cannot, when you're up 2-0, suddenly think that you have this thing wrapped up going back home with the baby shark uh, chants and all that stuff. The Houston Astros are the real deal. That's a great baseball team, and they have taken it to them. You know what's happened? The Nationals, it's exactly what happened to the Cardinals. The offense has completely disappeared, and they have to find a way to get it back and get it back immediately. And if they do that tonight, they will be okay because they go on the road. They're killers on the road. In fact, this is the first time since 1996 that the visiting team has won the first four games. The Nationals won the first two. The Houston Astros won the second two. Now you have game five tonight, and that one's in Washington. And if Houston wins it, uh, they will lose their road advantage (laughs) because they're great on the road. Washington still has a great chance to win this series. We're going to talk about it with Charlie Slows, who's the play-by-play voice for Washington's radio network, the Nationals radio network. He got his start right here at KMOX. He worked with Jack Bach and Bob Costas and has a great history here. So we'll talk about that with him. We'll talk a lot of World Series with him on the way here at 1030. He is standing by. I caught up with him this morning. He's excited to be on KMOX. Charlie Slows, he's so good. We'll hear from him in just a bit. And then we're going to remember... Game six. That's all I have to say. I You don't even have to know the sport. You don't have to know the year, the date, anything. The date, of course, is today, October 27th. But this is the anniversary of game six. I will say no more. You will hear it in its entirety, the uh, ninth 10th and 11th innings. We're going to play a condensed version, let's say. Not in its entirety, but we'll squeeze it in this hour right after we talk to Charlie. Then in the 11 o'clock hour, Conzo Martin will be with us at 11.05. We're going to discuss his renewed rivalry with Kansas. Mizzou and Kansas will play each other starting next year. We'll hear how that came about and get excited for Mizzou basketball because Mizzou football is not exciting. Uh, The Tigers lost to Kentucky 29-7. Barry Odom will be the first to admit that. In fact, he is joining us at 11.15. 
And it has been tough for that program, no doubt. And Barry Odom has taken it on the chin big time, twice, by Vanderbilt and Kentucky on the road. Now they have some time off before Georgia and Florida. Yikes. So we'll see what Mizzou has to say and Barry Odom has to say at 11-15. On the flip side, Minnesota Golden Gophers are unbelievable. They're 8-0. They are one of the surprise teams in college football, and their play-by-play voice, another KMOXer, Mike Grimm, will be with us at 11-30, and then we'll get back into the Blues at 11-45. Let me run through a couple of things that happened yesterday in sports, and we will do it right after this break. It's 10-14 sports on a Sunday morning. Tom Ackerman with you on KMOX. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. What a great day it is to be alive, isn't it? What a nice day we're going to have here in St. Louis. And hope you're joining us from wherever you are with a hot cup of coffee, or if that's not your thing, a little tea or some hot chocolate. But it's going to warm up a little bit today. Where's that weather forecast? We're going to get up to, what, about uh, in the 60s today? That's good. That's good. High of 66. We'll take that for sure. Let's check in with Steve Futterman. He's in Washington, D.C. And it's all over. Game four is won by the Houston Astros. A convincing 8-1 to win. This was a game the Astros controlled from start to finish, scoring twice in the first, twice in the fourth, and blowing the game open in the seventh inning on a grand slam home run by Alex Bregman. So the Astros, who came here to Washington behind two games to none, the Astros have suddenly tied the series. It's two games apiece. Steve Futterman, CBS News at the World Series in Washington. Steve, thank you very much. And it has been a tough series for those Washington Nationals now as they're starting to realize this Astros team can flat out play. The Astros got it done. They overwhelmed them. Let's check in on another former KMOXer. This is Joe Buck. Even this World Series at two games apiece with an eight to one win here tonight in game four. Eight to one the final, and what's happened to the Nationals is exactly what they did to the Cardinals. The Cardinals could not get their offense going, and that has now happened to the Nationals. And on the other side, the Astros engine is starting to rev up, and that can be scary. It's even at two games apiece. Alex Bregman, as Steve said, with the grand slam in game four. Bregman has woken up. He is three for five out of this game with a grand slam and five RBIs as the Astros blasted the Nationals. That was a seventh inning grand slam that capped the scoring Robinson Chirinos homered for the second straight night. What a nice guy he is. I really like him. Two-run blast off the losing pitcher, Patrick Corbin. That made it 4 to nothing in the fourth inning. Michael Brantley had three hits, scored twice for the Astros. They have taken the first two games in Washington by a combined 12-2 margin. So now it is up to Max Scherzer once again. Scherzer will be the pitcher today. It'll be Garrett Cole on the other side just like it was to start this series. And what a pitching matchup it'll be. The St. Louis and Max Scherzer from Parkway Central and from the University of Missouri is going to have to get the job done. Well, Mizzou certainly did not yesterday. My gosh, Missouri lost to Kentucky by a final score of 29-7. to It was ugly, and if you thought the Vanderbilt game was the ugly one, uh, you were in for something in this game. This was not pretty from the get-go. The Wildcats ran all over Missouri and actually had a huge lead in this one throughout. 
and established themselves pretty early and got the job done at home against Missouri. A big game for Kentucky is they are now back to four wins and two away from bowl eligibility, but a really bad one for Mizzou. Again, we're going to be joined by Barry Odom coming up, but he'll be talking about Lynn Bowden rushing for 204 yards and two touchdowns. The two teams combined for seven fumbles. Four of them were lost. It was a rain that just kept coming down, but that didn't bother the unstoppable Kentucky running attack. Kentucky rushed for 297 yards in this game and ended up winning this game by the final of 29-7. to Illinois had a good day, though. Illinois is playing well. They went to Purdue and won by the final of 24-6. to Dre Brown ran for a career-high 131 yards. I really liked what he did in that Wisconsin game with that big run late that set up the winning field goal. And Tony Adams from Slew High had another big day. He returned an interception for a touchdown. He had the big pick that set up the touchdown drive for Illinois against Wisconsin. He did it again in West Lafayette. Illinois kind of sloshed through this one. It was raining all through the Midwest yesterday in all these games. 24-6, to they win at Purdue. The Fighting Illini winning their second straight game. They claim the Cannon Trophy for the first time since 2015. That's what they play for, Illinois and Purdue. Purdue's lost two in a row, five of its last six. Their postseason hopes are in peril for sure. And Oklahoma's in trouble. They lost. They're the latest top five team to suffer their first loss of the season. Skylar Thompson threw for 213 yards and ran for four touchdowns as Kansas State stunned the fifth-ranked Sooners 48-41. James Gilbert ran for 105. Joshua Youngblood reached the end zone. And the Wildcats snapped the Sooners' nation-leading 22-game road winning streak. But they win in Manhattan. That's always a tough place to play. But Oklahoma should not be losing that game. They did. K-State wins it 48-41 over Oklahoma. Top-ranked Alabama had no problems. Blasting Arkansas 48-7, even without Tua Tungavailoa. They still look great. Joe Burrow threw for a touchdown, ran for another 321 yards passing. Wasn't easy, but it never is against a team like Auburn. Second-ranked LSU beat number 9 Auburn 23-20. to Ohio State, in my opinion, is the best team in the country right now. They are complete. Both sides of the ball, special teams, everything. They looked great yesterday. They just destroyed Wisconsin 38-7. to Ohio State's 8-0, 5-0 in the Big Ten. J.K. Dobbins. I think is the best running back in the country. He ran for 163 yards and two touchdowns and just was excellent yesterday. Just 52 yards rushing, by the way, for Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin. Fourth-ranked Clemson, don't forget about them. They're undefeated as well. They're the defending national champions. They hammered Boston College 59-7. to It was a win for number 6 Penn State at Michigan State, 28-7. to Number 11 Oregon set, extended its winning streak to seven games, beat Washington State 37-35. Number 12 Utah routed Cal 35-0. 15th-ranked Texas wins 37-20, loses 37-27 to TCU. Minnesota, I mentioned them before, they are 8-0 for the first time since 1941. They blasted Maryland 52-10, to and their play-by-play voice, Mike Grimm, is going to join us at 11.30 this morning. Number 20, Iowa, coasted to a 20 to nothing shutout of Northwestern. Number 21, Appalachian State, rolled to a 30-3 win at South Alabama. It was a win for UCLA over number 24, Arizona State, 42-32. 
But the big performance yesterday, the one that I'm saving for the end here, is Michigan. Oh, my. Did they hammer number eight Notre Dame? And by the way, these two teams aren't going to play each other for a while uh, as this series, sadly, is coming to an end for a while. And Michigan knocked off number eight Notre Dame 45-14. They somehow, and I don't know when this happened, maybe it was in the middle of their game at Penn State, but they have found a rhythm. I thought they were going to get absolutely blown out at Penn State after falling behind early, but they made it a game 28-21, and Michigan just drops the hammer on Notre Dame. Now, I said Ohio State's the best team in the country, but watch out now. If Michigan starts to gain some momentum, that could be one heck of a game down the road. Michigan still is going to have to get by some teams on their schedule. Uh, it won't be easy for them, never is in the Big Ten. But my gosh, did they look good last night. Uh, they win 45-14 over their rival, Notre Dame. College football, alive and well. Some really good games yesterday and will continue to be, and we'll watch them uh, pretty closely here on KMOX as always. Coming up, though, we are going to talk about baseball with Charlie Slows, the play-by-play voice of the Washington Nationals. We chatted with Brian Kelly a little earlier about the Blues win, the Blues loss to the Bruins. The Bruins win at 3 to nothing in Boston. Tuka Rass, 25 26 saves. David Pasternak scored his team-high 11th goal in the first period on a power play. The Blues go back to Boston where they won the Stanley Cup, but they lose this game 3 to nothing. And by the way, Boston's great. I mean, they've come out and played really well. They're 7-1-2 on the season. We'll take a quick timeout, and we'll come back with Charlie Slows, and then we will, at 10.45, recap Game 6 of the 2011 World Series. David Freeze's moment, and that's on the way on KMOX. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Last time up, lay down a sacrifice bunt in the six-run seventh, and swings and drives one to deep right toward the line, way back. It is gone. Goodbye. A line shot. Two-run home run for Adam Eaton speeding around the bases. Just to slow down, he's going to catch Victor Robles to the plate. Adam Eaton points to the Nationals cheering section. Well, the family and friends are sitting up behind third base. It's a two-run home run for Adam Eaton. Bang! Zoom goes Adam Eaton, putting the Nationals in double figures. And unleashing the plague of locusts, setting these Astros fans to the exits. Here in Game 2 of the World Series in the top of the 8th with one out, it's the Nationals 10 and the Astros 2. I love that call so much. Charlie Slows from the Nationals Radio Network and joins us now on KMOX Radio where it all started for him. I love that call. I love that moment. What I don't love is what's happened to you since then. We'll get into that, but it's great to have you on KMOX, Charlie. How are you, Tom? Yeah, it's a... Taking me back a ways. I was just telling your producer the number that you guys call people out on or they call in on to come on the show. That's the same number it was when I started first there in 1984. Wow. Is that crazy? I love it. I think we still have the white phone in the sports office that you used at that time. Uh, the, uh, the the bat phone that you, that you all would call. You know, only a few of us would know the number. You knew if that phone rang that it was serious. And that's the indeed. Yeah, <laughs> that's the number that we would call out and record interviews on. Who was with you here in 1984? Was Costa still here, or had he? No, he. I think he had left at that point. Right. He was. He was working out of New York at the time, but he would come through and do sports open line shows, and 
Uh, Randy Carrick and I used to put together his sporting news reports and sports flashbacks when he'd come in and record a bunch of those when he was in town. So it was fun. Yeah, he would do sports open lines with Dan Deardorff. Uh, maybe the, the greatest moment of their time together on the air is, is when Costas was driving through some new hot dog stand. Woofies. Woofies out, out west of town. And so he's on the phone with Deardorff in the studio, and he said, you've got to come out here and try this because it had all of the condiments and uh, I mean, he's just going crazy about it. So literally, Dan Deardorff left the studio, got in the car. I was on the other side of the glass. I had to go on the air while Dan was in the car. Then we got Dan on the phone in the car with Costas on the phone at Woofie's. <laughs> and he drove out there, and then they did the rest of the show over the phone from Woofie's. <laughs> I just love it. What a cast of characters, you know, and what an amazing <laughs> group, really, you think about what – KMOX has produced. We have just on this show already, we have you, Mike Grimm, the voice of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, will be with us next hour. They're 8 no. We just heard Joe Buck's calls from last night. It's it's really remarkable. You know, I say I started here in 1997, Charlie, and I say that what a what a great opportunity and blessing it was to be able to work with Jack Buck for five years. It was like an extended education after college. Oh, there's no question. What I learned in the time that I was there, <laughs> talk about internships and whatnot. And what we used to do back then, if there was a big game going on in another city, another sport, didn't matter, we would just go to that game and pick it up and carry the rest of it. We, you know, we we did things like that all the time. I mean, Camo X was sports radio before there was really sports radio, <laughs> what you call it now. Um, it was a tremendous opportunity to be around Dan Kelly, the late Dan Kelly, Bob Costas, Jack Buck, everybody that was involved at KMOX. You'd learn sitting and watching other people host talk shows, whether they were sports or not. Uh, the legendary Jim White at night, Ann Keefe in the afternoon. I mean, these were legends of radio. No question about it. Charlie Slows is with us. He's the play-by-play voice of the Washington Nationals on their great radio network. We've been listening to you all year. We've been admiring this team since their 19-31 and 31 start. You started to hear during the summer, late in the summer, nobody wants to play the Nationals. And the Cardinals were able to take two out of three against them, Charlie. But then we saw them win the wild card, and they just had that look in their eye, didn't they? Dodgers and Cardinals both felt it and lost. Yeah, the Dodgers, you know, that was a grind. That was a five-game series, uh, you know, a great game five uh, that took the Nationals getting that grand slam from Howie Kendrick in the 10th inning to pull away and win that game. So that series was pretty much a dogfight. Um, I didn't expect that the Nationals would sweep the Cardinals, um, especially the Cardinals on the momentum of that big win in game five against the Braves. So that was kind of a stunner. And, you know, the Nationals winning the first two games in Houston, beating both Cole and Furlander. When you have Strasburg and Scherzer matching up in those games against them, it's not as much of a shock. But now they have to do that exact thing again with Scherzer against Cole tonight and Strasburg against Verlander in what's now a game six going back to Houston. Uh, you know, every, a lot of folks were thinking, well, with three games at home and up 2 nothing. There's a chance if they can win two out of three that they don't have to play on the road again this year. But easier said than done. It is, and it's a very general question and not an easy answer. But what do you think happened in games three and four? Is there is there one thing that you would point to that overrides everything else? 
Well, the Nationals have gone one for 19 with runners in scoring position in the in these last two games. And Anibal Sanchez wasn't as sharp as he was in that terrific start against the Cardinals. Of course, that was over two weeks ago. He hadn't pitched since. He's, you know, compared to Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin, who've all pitched in relief at uh, one time or another in this postseason, Sanchez has not. So he's had long layoffs between starts. It didn't affect him in that great performance against the Cardinals. Maybe not as sharp. And a lot for him has to go right when he is a command-type pitcher to get called strikes, and he's trying to keep the ball down in the zone. If you get an umpire that doesn't call the knees or you know, the bottom of the knees, then that makes it a little bit tougher for him, and I think that was a little bit of the case in that game uh, three. Game four yesterday, Patrick Corbin, who at times over the past couple of months, while he's had a really good year, first year with the Nats, uh, he'll have innings where – you know, there's a 25-30, 35-pitch inning that'll keep him from getting deep into the game. Now, last night was 26 pitches in the first inning. He gave up four hits in a row. There's talk that maybe he was tipping pitches, and the Astros were very good at picking that sort of thing off. Uh, there's talk that they picked up some things in the first inning. And after our Nats pitching coach Paul Menhart went out there, things seemed to change, so maybe the Nationals themselves picked off that he was tipping pitches and then he hurt himself with a with a walk in front of a two-run homer uh to uh, Chirinos in the fourth inning that put you in a pretty good hole for nothing and then trying to keep the game close Tanner Rainey has been very very good in the postseason and late in the season earlier in the year his issue was throwing strikes two walks in a row uh and they got him out of there an interesting strategy the night before when they brought in Rodney uh, they walked Michael Brantley intentionally so he wouldn't have to face him, and he got Bregman to ground out to get out of the inning with the bases loaded. Last night, they brought him in. He faced Brantley, gave up a hit, and then Bregman hits the home run. And then it was a long inning for uh, Rodney because he walked three in a row before he got out of the inning. So Davey Martinez didn't get the chance or didn't use Doolittle or uh, Hudson at that point in the seventh inning already behind, and then the game just blew up. But... Hey, it's a three-game series now. You've got to win two. That's kind of like a regular season thing. If you think about it, narrow the series down, and you've got two terrific matchups in games five and six, and then, of course, it'd be everybody on deck in game seven if we get to that point. That's right, and you've been so good on the road. You put a little pressure back on them, and anything can happen for sure. I like these two teams a lot for a lot of reasons, but I still feel good about the Nationals' chances, that's for sure. Charlie Slows, what a treat to have you on KMOX, to hear your voice on our airwaves. I know all the great St. Louis baseball fans and beyond love hearing you talk about the game. It was great having you in town, even though it was quick. We wish we could have had a longer series with you, and we wish you a good, long, and healthy series here as you move on to Houston after this game today. Thanks a lot, Tom. Appreciate it. It's always a thrill to come back to St. Louis and see familiar faces. Um, Really is a blink of an eye since my time there. Time really flies by. And uh, it's been a thrill to get to call a World Series. You know, that's a lifelong dream, and it took a long time to get to this point. Well, it's great to have you doing it. We love your calls. I play them every morning after a World Series game. We love having you on KMOX Radio. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thank you, Tom. There's the voice of the Nationals, Charlie Slows on KMOX. We'll come back. Game six of the 2011 World Series on this date. Back in a moment on KMOX. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 
The Cardinals and Rangers played a memorable World Series, but the Rangers led three games to two coming back to St. Louis with a chance to close it out. But Alan Craig hit a home run to cut that lead to 7-5. And then in the ninth inning, the Cardinals were down to their last strike with Mike Shannon on the call and a chance for David Freeze. And the Cards are down to their last strike. Two on, two out, one ball, two strike count on David Freeze. <laughs> a lot of tums are going to go down tonight. <laughs> Already have. All right, here's the next. David Freeze. Swing it along one in the right. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. It's at the wall. It is off the wall. One run in. Here comes Berkman. Over to third goes Freeze. We're tied 7 7. How about that? Unbelievable. Freeze hit it off the right field wall. End the score. Berkman behind him and listen to this crowd. They have gone banana. So many things could uh, give the Cardinals a victory. It's 7-7, a man at third, two outs. Yadier Molina at the plate. A 7-7 game to pitch. Swing and a shot deep to right. There's Cruz, though, and he hauls this one in. And believe it or not, we're going to extra innings. And listen to this crowd. A tie ball game. We go to the top of the 10th and the Rangers. It's a brand-new game. Jason Mott walked a batter. Mike Napoli left a runner on in the ninth inning. And he faces Ian Kensler. Kensler has two hits tonight, two RBIs. The pitch by Mott, a swing. He popped him up. Short right field. Albert Pujols calls for it, calling off Terrio. Albert has it. There's one out in the 10th. Here's Elvis Andrews. The pitch, swing, and a ground ball off the mound, up the middle of base hit for Andrews. And back come the Rangers with a runner at first, one out. And here is a left-handed batter, Josh Hamilton. Hamilton has a two-hit game, a run scored, and a run batted in. Big lead over at first base for Andrews. He's trying to get in the scoring position. He doesn't go. Hamilton hits it high, deep to right center, and this is going to leave the park. A two-run homer for Josh Hamilton. The Rangers go up 9-7. to seven. It all gets down to the bullpens in this business, doesn't it? It always does, Mike. And it always goes to the corners. A two-run homer with one out. The Rangers' third homer of the night. Now Mitch Moreland. He has a home run in this World Series. Mott with the pitch. Outside and low a ball. Hamilton's second career World Series home run. Puts the Rangers in position again to win their first world championship. The pitch. A swing and a high fly ball center field to play for Jay. He's under it and makes the catch. Two outs. Adrian Beltre is coming up with two down. A single by Andrews and then a blast by Josh Hamilton. Swing and a miss. 97 mile an hour fastball. Mott off of the cap. Stands to the first base side of the rubber. Now the pitch. Swing and a smash to third. Knocked down by Freeze. He picks it up next to the line and throws out Beltre. Do the Cardinals have any magic left for the bottom of the 10th inning?
What a story for Josh Hamilton. But in the bottom of the 10th... The Cardinals are down by two, and they're facing a left-hander, former Cardinal, Darren Oliver. He has six career saves to this season. He has not saved a World Series game. He faces Descalzo and Jay, two left-handed batters, to open up the 10th inning. The Cardinals need two to keep this game going. Descalzo has an infield hit tonight. Oliver from the belt, the 2-2 pitch. Descalzo rips it into right, a base hit. The Cardinals don't go down without a fight, that's for sure. Here's John Jay representing the tying run. The pitch. Swing, and the ball is popped down the left field line, and it's going to drop fair. Two on with nobody out. Kyle Lowe is trying to put runners at second and third. From the stretch, Oliver, the pitch. Lowe's pops All it right. past the third baseman. Here's the throw by the shortstop, Andrews, to get Loesch. That was an unbelievable play by the shortstop. And uh, luckily, luckily, they had to play on where the first baseman and the third baseman charged, and the uh, shortstop was going to third. And when the ball bunted over the uh, third baseman's head, the shortstop changed directions, fielded the ball, and threw Loesch out. Man, oh, man, <laughs> that would have been a catastrophe, wouldn't it? And here's Terrio. A base hit could tie it up. The pitch to Terrio, a swing and a chopper to third. The play is going to be to first for the out, and a run scores. Terrio drives into Scalzo. Two outs. And here's Albert Pujols. And they're going to put him on, and I don't blame him. How about you, John? Well, that's Ron Washington. Since Albert had the five hits and the three home runs, Washington has been putting Albert Pujols on base in any situation where Albert could hurt the Texas Rangers as Lance Berkman stands in batting left-handed Berkman has two hits tonight he has scored four runs now from the stretch the two on two outs two strikes the pitch a swing and a base hit into center field here comes John Jay with the tying run Pujols goes to third representing the winning run the Cardinals have done it again my oh my I can't believe it After punch from the Rangers to the Cardinals, the Rangers to the Cardinals, and the winning run again at third with two outs. Nine to nine in the tenth. Here's Alan Craig. Craig hit a home run in the eighth inning. He has a chance to win it for the Cardinals and send us to a game seven. How about a balker, wild pick? Everything else is happening. Let's go tonight. back to that Carlos Marmol game. Walking in the tying run and a wild pitch for the winning run. It's kind of what this feels like. They're going to send the runner at first base. There goes Berkman, the pitch. Low ball one. That takes the force out away. It'll be, uh, what do they call it? Defensive uh, indifference. Defensive indifference. <laughs> in other words, they didn't care. 1 0 on Alan Craig. Craig and the Cardinals care about the runner at third base. I'll tell you what, they hit a ball deep into the hole and they'll be caring, won't they? They will, because that takes away the force out at second. The pitch to Craig, a swing and a chopper to the third baseman. Beltre has it, throws across to get Craig. We're going to the 11th inning. This season isn't over yet. 
Tell you what, that ball goes by the third baseman, and the Cardinals win this game. But the Cardinals picked up two runs in the bottom of the 10th to send us to the 11th. Mike Shannon will have it for you. Extra innings are brought to you by Johns Manville. After 10, Game 6 of the World Series, Texas 9, the Cardinals 9. Bush Stadium was absolutely off its hinges as the game was tied going to the 11th inning. We'll have it for you next. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Lindbergh on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. The World Series and the 2011 postseason for the Cardinals. Let's move to the top of the 11th inning. Jake Westbrook is on the mound. Mike Shannon had the call. And it will be Westbrook in to take over the pitching game. He's the seventh hurler of the night. Jake Westbrook. And his first pitch to Nelson Cruz is outside and low ball one. They're very deep straight away for Cruz and he pops it into right center. Uh, back goes uh, Berkman. Uh, has room. One down. Here is uh, the right-handed hitting uh, Mike Napoli and the first pitch turn is inside for the ball. Westbrook delivers. Swinging a fly ball to right. There's Berkman. It drops in front of him. And uh, Napoli with another base hit. That's his uh, second hit of the night. And it ups his 308 average. Matt Madro uh, has no fingernails left at all. They're gone. Here's the uh, pitch to the left handed hitting uh, David Murphy. And it's just inside ball one. Cardinals won that call and did not get it. This left hander Murphy is 0 for 1 against uh, Jake Westbrook. Cardinals want the double play ball, the 1 0 pitch. Oh, it's a beauty, a strike at the knees. Westbrook made a perfect pitch there. They have uh, Toriaba on deck. And the delivery. Swinging a high pop up into center field. Easy for uh, John Jay. Two down. They send in uh, Tory Alba. No, he's walking back to uh, the dugout. Now he stops. Well, he's so. going to send in Esteban Herman. We're in the uh, 11th inning. It's a 9-9 game. Man at first base, two outs, and Herman uh, bats. They uh, give him the left field line and uh, the first pick. Outside and low. Uh, 87 mile an hour delivery. And the pitch to him. Headed home. Swinging a ground ball to the second baseman. Uh, Terry has it. Throws him out. We go to the bottom of the 11. And so with Westbrook doing his job, David Freeze had the opportunity in the bottom of the 11th. All right, it is uh, Mark Lowe. He's a... Uh, 6'3", 200-pound uh, uh, right-hander. He bats left, throws right. He's uh, living out in uh, Glendale, Arizona. He's originally from uh, Houston, Texas. So Cruz is out of the ball game, Mike. And Murphy goes to a right field, and Herman stays in the game, and uh, he'll go to a uh, left. He's hitting in the uh, ninth spot. And uh, here's the bottom of the 11th, the first pitch, and it is uh, David Freeze. 
Freeze tied this game in the bottom of the ninth with a, a two-run triple. Then uh, they got home runs from uh, two home runs in the back-to-back uh, -back home runs in the seventh after uh, that the triple. And uh, then the two-run homer by Hamilton in the uh, tenth. Cardinals came back and tied it in the uh, bottom of the tenth. Now we're in the bottom of the 11th and uh, breaking pitches outside and it's 2-0 and, oh, and David Freeze could uh, have some uh, World Series evening here in uh, downtown St. Louis, his hometown. The 2-0 pitch. Better now. Just outside and high. Ball 3, 3-0. and oh. All right, here's the 3-0 as Freeze swinging. No, he takes it to strike call. Three-two delivery on its way. Swing and a high drive to center field. Get up, baby. Get up, baby. Get up. Oh yeah, David Freeze has just sent us in the game number seven. This series is tied. Three-three with a walk-off home run here in the bottom of the eleventh inning. The Cardinals win it ten to nine. Wow, what a night indeed. Eight years ago today, David Freeze with a home run to win it. Game six of the 2011 World Series. Cardinals won it all the next night. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning. Tom Ackerman on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.